Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. And Mahomes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. All right, we're live. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Blake's in the house, too. We got you till 7 o'clock, divisional round football talk. Is this the last Arrowhead Pride Radio? I don't think so. Others might not agree, but I don't think this is it. Well, I think we're going to keep riding this thing out because this team looks damn good. At least they've looked good the last few times they've all played together. They looked good last week for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what your standards are, but they looked really good last week. I think defensively they looked outstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if two of six in the red zone is going to cut it the rest of the postseason, but yeah. you can prove upon that this week, right? Yeah, I think the uh, I think the greatest thing I heard uh, from the game last week, Arrowhead Pride Radio, six ten Sports Radio. We are on from six until seven. Don't forget, Yo Pete, Yo Pete, that's right. At six forty five, your questions, get them in. You might not get to talk to Pete again, at least on this show. So you got to you got to treat every show like it's your last. Where am I going? Well, you might not be here next week if they don't win. And I don't want to say that. I don't want to spread that juju. I'm just saying, you got you to gotta go every show like it's your last. 913-586-7610. That's right. Um, the thing that impressed me the most about the defense uh, after last week's game against Miami, we've seen the videos where they're just absolutely just crushing Tyreek Hill at the line of scrimmage. McDuffie's audio postgame. Um, I know that play is going to haunt me for sure because, mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like that's why we didn't get that donut on that scoreboard. Um, but, yeah, I think just not being able to find that ball. And um, when you're in that chase mode, you know, your heart's running. And I know at least for me, I was like, all right, just take a penalty, then a touchdown. But um, I feel like that's one of the hardest things is just knowing where that ball is going to be because um, all you're focused on is just trying to get to the receiver. They damn near played a perfect game. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that the second-year all-pro cornerback has to say is that's going to haunt me the rest of my life, giving up one touchdown, one score, and still like hungry and humble to just continue to be great. That to me is, that's a damn good thing to have on this team. He wanted that donut. And uh, real quick, what's your favorite donut? Mm. I like the double chocolate. I am a big Dunkin' Donuts guy, mm, so I sponsored. Grew, grew up with with double chocolate and Boston cream. Boston. And, Where did that come from? And Boston cream. And uh, for what it's worth, too, Sam McDowell, the Kansas City Star, brought donuts to the press room today. Shout out, Sammy. Playoff don'ts. All right. What'd you go with? I didn't I, I didn't do it. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I wanted to. Yeah. Lamar's donuts. Blake, what's your favorite donut? So good. Like type or just a or donut. Place. Just name a damn just donut. A donut. Well, if you have one donut you've the rest of your life, what is it? I love a classic glaze. A f- I'm also a a gru- a crueler. Crone? Traveling crooner? Cro- is it a grueler or a crueler? Oh, you like a cronut. No, no, I don't know. This it's, is going it's, way it's south. It's the roped ones. I also I love a good, uh, a good caramel chocolate long john. Do you ever have a RFD for Mentimins? Rich Frosted Donut? Mm-mm. Nah. I'm not only a donut guy. Delicious. But if I had to pick one. Donuts are great. I like the long john, no inside cream. Yeah. You don't want cream in I don't like that surprise that they get the wrong one. It's <laughs> okay. like that Bavarian cream. Anyways, hangs up a donut is what they wanted. McDuffie's still humble, still hungry. And then this defense just really, really just like the pat Like that damn near a perfect game. And just still, not enough. Still hungry. They want to shut you out. Yeah, the thing that you like is just a dissatisfaction, especially since, you know, he was looking for that strawberry frosted. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I I think you're right, right? Like chasing perfection is what you want at this time of year. And 
man, McDuffie is a, a good player. You know, you right. talk about uh, how, you know, I, I think we constantly are talking about like, oh, the Chiefs should have did this in the draft. They should have mm-hmm. did that in the draft. You know how many teams probably regret not going and getting Trent McDuffie? I mean, he, he got the first team all pro nod uh, here in his second year, and I think it's the first of many. I mean, he really looks like a, a good player. The Chiefs are fortunate they don't have to pay him for a little bit here. Yeah, which is interesting because we can talk about that a little bit later on with all the defensive contracts that are going to be coming up or who's going to get signed, whatever you want to go with that. Um, another thing about this game that I, I kind of brought up with you earlier is, is we just talk a little bit about this uh, Miami Dolphins game and we'll move on to uh, the injury report, obviously. But the Tyreek Hill thing, um, right? We could probably nip that in the bud. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Back and forth with Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you don't play the Dolphins next year. They didn't win their division. You'll play Buffalo. You'll play the AFC North. And then you'll play the winner of the West. Or not the West, but you'll play the winner of the South in Houston. And then play your division twice. We can go ahead and rest assured that the Tyreek Hill stuff is uh, is no longer there. Yeah, I think the big thing that I think about with Hill is, like, he had an opportunity in the Germany to, to do something. And he completely fumbled the bag. And, and then... And then he had the opportunity in this game, and he was able to get a touchdown, which good for him. But I think he probably is leaving an unhappy camper. And I think this is kind of the end of of that back and forth. Sorry, couldn't get my mic on. I had to hit the wrong button. We are into the time of the night where we get into the injury report. One side, uh, rather short. The other side, ooh, boy, I don't think you want to be Buffalo as we dive into the Arrowhead Pride Injury Report. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. All right, there's Blake on the baseline there, or maybe that's an electric guitar. I have no idea. I just talk sports. I don't play music. I wish I could. Pete Sweeney, let's go to you first here with the Chiefs injury report as it was uh, out today. Chiefs obviously ahead of Buffalo. Buffalo a a day behind with the short week they have. So sorry. Um, What's on the Chiefs injury report worth noting? Yeah, the big thing is no Derek Nottie. And you're going to have to have a run stuffer in the middle to replace him if he can't go. Did not practice due to a tricep injury. But the Chiefs are largely healthy. Only three limited participants have practiced today. Kadarius Toney, Justin Ross, Legarius Sneed. Sky Moore returned to practice. Uh And Dusty, when I tell you that I put this out there online and got a lot of comments back, I could only imagine were unhappy to hear that Sky Moore was back in the mix. But I, you know, I, I think you should know that it, if Moore were to be activated, it would be more so, I think, at this stage, in a complementary role than any kind of eating into the the snaps. So we'll see. Uh, I I did get to see him briefly at practice. I thought he was moving pretty well. So uh, the Chiefs will have to activate him to the 53-man roster if he is going to play this weekend. But I, I think that's still we'll see. I think Snead will be fine. And then also we'll see on Tony and Ross, uh, both limited participants. They were inactive this past week after being questionable heading into the game. Was there any, like you said, the uh, Derek Nottie, anything behind that? Or is it just... Uh... Just injured out of the game. Uh, and, and we'll see if he's able to get on the field uh, this week. But no practice for him. Chiefs are way healthier than the bills at this point you know you had kind of alluded to it they have mm. a ton of dnps did not practice yeah, Gabe Davis, Leonard Floyd, terrell bernard von miller balen specter christian benford taylor rapp and sam martin even the punter mm. uh, unable to practice 
good news for them, Razul Douglas was able to log a limited practice. Uh, limited practices for Teron Johnson and Tyrell Dodson as well. Josh Allen is on the injury report. Full participant. Him and Micah Hyde are both dealing with neck issues. But a slew of question marks for the Buffalo Bills as Kansas City is really getting healthy at the right time. No doubt. Uh, Gabe Davis, that's an interesting one. Because if you're going to ask Stefan Diggs to man up as a number one wide receiver with no help outside, I know they, they had the young kid uh, in that game against Pittsburgh that had a pretty good game. But no uh, – Shakir. Yeah, he was he was pretty elite. Uh, but, again, Strip McDuffie, LeJarrius Sneed, I take my chance with those two. Interesting, though, for the Chiefs. To Derek Nottie, I don't like that. No. I don't Because I don't James like that. Cook has been so good. Yeah. So And especially right up the middle. Right. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, no offense to Stefan Diggs at this stage, but I think they're living and dying by what James Cook can do. And so that's worth monitoring. Largely, though, the Chiefs are healthy. I mean, yeah. that, that's a, a positive heading into the game. Not that you ever root for that, but it's true. I mean, it. The advantage of uh, on the injury report is is immense at this stage. So, and then with their linebackers being banged up, you got to think kind of the same vice versa for Isaiah Pacheco with him the way that he runs. Who's going to stop that freight train? Right. Yeah. I mean, similar to the the Dolphins, the the Bills have a ton of defensive injuries, and so mm-hmm. I think they're susceptible to some of the things that you saw against the Dolphins. The Chiefs work in that middle. Uh, the way they use Rasheed Rice in these crossers was just outstanding. And then I think Travis Kelsey can even get in the mix as Pacheco and Rice continue to prove it. And so uh, that'll certainly be a matchup for them. Who covers Travis Kelsey in this game? You pull a corner down? I mean, you get Micah Hyde? Yeah. You got a double. Right. You got a double. Until, you know, at a certain point, Rice does enough damage where he gets the extra attention. And then, right. then it's over. All of a sudden, I, I think, you know, you might see Kelsey have a big game. It's been a while since he had like a – his production was good last week, you know, don't get me wrrong, but it's been a while since he's had a Kelsey, more too. Kelsey taking over type of game. Yeah, he had the couple drops, but yeah, three. One of these games you're going to get that and who knows, maybe it'll be in Buffalo. Vice versa question, who covers Dalton Kincaid for the Chiefs? Is that a Justin Reed job? Is that a hey yeah. man, this is going to be their new target cuz he scares the absolute hell out of me. They got two good tight ends. Dawson yeah. Knox was yeah. able to catch a touchdown uh, as well. They got a lot of weapons. There's one thing, like if you're a Bills fan going and you're trying to look for all the positives, mm-hmm. the Bills' offensive weapons really outweigh the, the amount of weapons you trust for Kansas City right now, right? Like they got a couple of receivers. They have James Cook. They have the two tight ends. Uh, Josh Allen can do it with his legs. So, I mean, if you're trying to think about some of the disadvantages for Kansas mm-hmm. City, I'd, I'd put that. Um, and it's going to be a test. You know, it's going to be another test for the defense. But, look – you know, you did really well against Tyreek Hill. You take away that one big play that we were just talking about. What is he at? Nine yards in that game. Held Waddle under 40. The running backs were very impressive against everybody. Uh-huh. HN and Mostert this year were unable to do anything. So that's got to give you confidence if you're Kansas City. Love it. Coming up on the other side is Ron Kopp Jr., the lead film analyst. Maybe he can dive into the matchups that I think are big on Buffalo's side and for the Chiefs with injuries that are reporting. Also, don't forget Alex Gold's That Betting Show comes up on the other side of this show from 7 until 8. That Betting Show, get your goalie locks. you got a big divisional round coming up. you got a big, big slate of college basketball that I'm sure will get a little bit of attention, just a little bit of attention there. But coming up on the other side, Ron Cobb Jr., our lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride for Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, and Blake. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
That's right. Salmon, Brussels sprouts, and red wine. That's what I'm doing after this and listening to that betting show while I cook, I think. I'll probably give Alex a chance. I need to I need a win. I haven't had a winner in a while. You're giving him the chance. Yeah. Do you live in Kansas? No. Huh? You know where I live. Yeah. Idiot. You better do it while you're here then. Uh, you better know. do it while you're here. That's what they always say. Uh, or they'll never come back. But as somebody who's always coming back is Ron Cobb Jr., our lead film analyst at Arrowhead Pride. Mr. Ron Cobb Jr., how are you, sir, on this Wednesday evening? Man, I'm great. I mean, we got Chiefs, one of the four teams left in the AFC. I mean, we're kind of used to it that, at this point, but still just as excited as I feel like as any year. I mean, it's 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 fun to have this matchup. You know, the Bills coming, uh, being the matchup again. I'm fired up for it. Final four, baby. Um, the question I have for you, which I asked Pete kind of earlier, uh, they're tied in Dalton Kincaid. A little scary to me, um, you know, especially with Dalton Knox on the other side. Just big-bodied, young, one of that fantastic uh, rookie tight end class that's been drafted this year. What's the uh, what's on the mind of Ron Cobb Jr. on how you would plan on stopping a guy like Dalton Kincaid? The Chiefs are actually well set up compared to other teams when you look at where they're strong at positionally. Now, obviously, their defense this year is just, you know, overall very strong, but they've really stocked the linebacker group. And, you know, that who that is really who is going to be, you know, controlling that middle of the field, you know, where, where Dalton Schultz um, can get going. Dalton Schultz, Dalton Kincaid uh, can get going over the middle. You know, he is athletic, but, you know, that's why you have guys like Willie Gay. That's why you have guys like Drew Tranquil. Um, even Justin Reed obviously comes down and, and mans up tight ends a lot of times on pass downs. But, you know, when, when you're just talking about early downs, you're just talking about the flow of the game. You know, eliminating those big plays starts with the linebackers really just playing their coverage well, you know, squeezing windows, squeezing throwing windows, and just not missing tackles. And guess what? The Chiefs have, you know, one of the better groups of linebackers in the NFL at doing all of those things. And especially when you consider the first time these two teams matched up, Tranquil was out and Nick Bolton was just coming back from his first injury, or not his first injury, that one injury that kept him out on IR. And now you're seeing he, he had probably his career game last week. So you're talking about the linebackers at full strength at their best. So, yeah, I think when you look at that matchup specifically, man, the Chiefs linebackers are, are as ready as any team for it. Ron, I, I heard a little trepidation in your voice. Uh, are you thinking the Chiefs are able to pull this game off this weekend, or are you leaning into it, it being maybe a coin flip or even the other way? No, I am confident, honestly. No, I, I uh, you know, that trepidation was not meant to, uh, meant for the Chiefs because uh, I am confident in, in what we got going and what the Chiefs have going into this game. It, honestly, it's kind of similar to last week, right? You look at what the opposition's defense is riddled with injuries, uh, right. key positions. Um, and, man, the Bills have gotten to a point where even their backups that were filling in for the, the starters originally that got hurt are now getting hurt. And so they are really banged up, especially in the back seven, you know, the linebacker safeties corners, man, that is where the chiefs can absolutely take advantage, you know, with guys like Travis Kelsey, you know, manipulating people in zone coverages. We're seeing Rasheed Rice, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, be able to do some of the same stuff that Kelsey can, which is something I found really interesting about this last game is that both of those guys are winning around over the middle or winning on those crossing routes that, that Mahomes is comfortable throwing to. And, man, you know, that really takes advantage of, of linebackers that are a step slow because they're, you know, they're reading misdirection or a safety that, you know, just maybe isn't as, as instinctual as the starting guy, right? And, and that's just all you need to have that step on a guy for Rice to, you know, take off for 30 yards or for Kelsey to get open and, and find wiggle room for 20, right? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident in, in the matchup specifically just because the Chiefs offense feels like they're in a rhythm right now, and, and I don't see Buffalo's defense being able to, to stop that rhythm. 
Is it kind of the same mentality with the defense? I know last week it was be as physical as possible with the line of scrimmage because you've got speedsters that you don't want to get behind you. But this week, you know, you've got stuff on Diggs. I know Gabe Davis was on the injury report, but it seems like maybe kind of the same sort of system on this team, or is it more so like you've got to keep somebody that spied on Josh Allen because of his little fake Neil run, keep going to make sure he gets a couple <laughs> extra yards. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a biased Chiefs fan. I, I'm just saying it looked a little sketchy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you really got to be paying attention to Josh in the run game in terms of when he's dropping back, you know, maybe not even necessarily a spy, but, you know, you can't rush him like any other quarterback. You know, your defensive ends have to play with some sort of contain. Um, you know, they, they do have to make sure they keep him, you know, uh, within the pocket or, or just not let him easily break the pocket. Um, but, you know, I really think it just comes down to open field tackling. I mean, if you watch this last game when, when the Bills played the Steelers, man, the Steelers just could not make a tackle for their life. And and the biggest highlight of that was Khalil Shakur, the slot receiver, his last touchdown where, you know, it looked like he was going to the ground. Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't able to corral him. He, and he bends back up and, and, and runs in to kind of seal the game. If the, Chief, the Chiefs are one of the surest tackling teams in the NFL. Last week, they only had two missed tackles in the cold compared to the Dolphins' 11. I think that's a huge key here is that, you know, as long as you wrap guys like Khalil Shakur up, you know, Stephon Diggs after the catch, but obviously Josh Allen, like you mentioned, if they can wrap him up, not let him get, you know, yards after, after uh, contact, like he did on that big run, even though, you know, he, he kind of, you know, he didn't get contacted too much because of that little, uh, little fake slide, little, little juke, but shoot, he's going to do that kind of stuff, man. So Chiefs, DB, I, you know, if I'm the Chiefs, DB, Chiefs linebackers, I'm not, I'm not waiting around for him to, to juke out. And, and, and I think we've seen them all year have that physical mindset. So I imagine they won't be playing too conservatively when Allen's running around. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio. We're talking to our lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride, Ron Cop. Ron, after the game the other night, as you usually do, you and your team, you produced our instant breakdown, and you gave the offensive player of the game to wide receiver Rasheed Rice. What have you made with the way the Chiefs are using Rice these past couple weeks into the postseason here? Well, it really is nice to see Rice be that, that main outlet for Mahomes against the Blitz, and that's what you saw in the Dolphins game, Miami was sending heat. They sent pressure on 56% or sent blitz. I should say 56% of the time Mahomes was dropping back. And so he was constantly having to get rid of the ball quickly, um, get it to a guy in space. And the main guy that was, was, was benefiting from those really was Rasheed Rice. You know, both uh, two of his biggest plays, you know, came on a blitz and, and, and what he can, what he did very well on, on one of them specifically, I think it was the biggest play of his. Um, he, he sets up, you know, okay. Cause the defensive back is picking him up from depth, right? So he is, he is a safety, right, that is, that is kind of coming up to pick up that slot yeah. receiver rather than a cornerback. And what Rice does really well is instead of just going right into his route and, and, and going full speed and kind of showing him where he's going, he kind of comes off vertically first, doesn't really tell him where he's going, then boom, now he angles to where he's going. That gives him that step behind and gets him that, that leverage to, to get past him and get that huge gain. It's stuff like that that you probably don't expect a rookie to be doing that well and it's stuff that you know i kind of mentioned earlier it's stuff that travis kelsey is known for being great at and yeah. why him and mahomes uh constantly just are unstoppable and big moments is because you know he's able to manipulate coverages um and, and how they defend him and shoot if rice is going to be the one kind of getting those single coverages because kelsey is going to still be getting all that attention like he was in this past game too rice looks like right now he's taking advantage of it so it is super encouraging and and cool to see him win in some of the same ways mahomes has hooked up with kelsey in the past it's uh, Wednesday. We still have uh, a few more days, Ron. Where are you at uh, juiced up already for this game? Dude, the, I am super juiced because think about all the pressure on the Bills and, and coming into this moment. You know, I think the Chiefs mm -hmm. are really playing with 
and, and you know the players obviously aren't going to th- be thinking about it like this but just as a, as a as a fan base as a culture just you know the the house money you're playing with compared to what buffalo has in terms of the pressure that if they lose again to kansas city even though they have the home field advantage this time and they still haven't won that super bowl they still haven't even gotten there i think there's a lot of pressure on buffalo to to get this done and if you're the chiefs you can say hey we've won the super bowl we've been there We've gotten to the last two times. It's only a matter of time, especially now that you have home field. You know, there is that – obviously, I don't want the players. None of the coaches should be thinking about that, right? But, man, that is interesting when you think about how much pressure and how much, you know, angst and anxiety is going to be in that building for Buffalo if the Chiefs do go up 7 nothing, or if the Chiefs do get that lead late. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this Buffalo team to get it done Sunday. And that's – I'm kind of excited to see the Chiefs play that underdog spoiler role. Ron, I, I know you're picking Kansas City. I can hear it in your voice. What's the final score? Man, final score, Pete. This early in the week, I usually get till Friday. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 can, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give. You're I'm gonna allowed give to wait, 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 wait. Before you give it, you're allowed. Mm. You're allowed to change for the website. I mean, good. If you want to see if Ron's score changed, sh- check the website on Friday, Saturday. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But Ron, right now, what's your your early feel on this thing? Because my early feel is that it is going to be you know a little bit of a, a dog fight um, mm. because I know I talk about the Bills' defensive injuries, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> There's only this Chiefs offense. I say they're in a rhythm, a rhythm to an extent, right? We still saw them struggle in the red zone, struggle to make big plays down the field. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the Chiefs, you know, win a game like 24-21, 21-17 to that extent. Um, I want to say 21-17. Let's go to that because I think the defense wow. is going to step up and, and hold Buffalo down. All right, we'll hold you to it. If you lose, you owe us money. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you on a Wednesday rough drafts prediction. But Ron, thank you so much. Uh, we'll get through the five things to watch over at Arrowhead Pride. We'll look forward to your post game remarks, whether it's a win or a loss. You'll be there. Thanks for being here every single Wednesday, and we hope you're back next Wednesday as we get to talk about an AFC Championship game for a sixth consecutive year. Have a good night, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. You bet, Ron Cobb Jr. Uh, that was Pete. The dog in the background. There's not a real dog in here. It sounded sounded real. That's weird. There's a dog in here. What the hell? All right. Well, Blake's on the other side. Pete's in here with me. I'm Dusty Likens. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio. Don't forget, yo, Pete, Pete. at 645 with your questions for the Arrowhead Pride mailbag. Coming up, we get to talk about Buffalo. Why not? It's a pretty big game on Sunday at 530 here in Kansas City, but it'll be 630 or something there. Who knows what time zones are? This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm a big believer that there are certain songs that you hear, and no matter what you're doing, you could have just stubbed your toe from hell and back. You're not mad about it. I feel like this is one of those songs that, like, as soon as you hear that guitar riff, you're like, you know what? This is a good song. Life? You stubbed your toe recently? Oh, every day, dude. <laughs> I did yesterday. Oh. And I'm telling you, I don't know if there was a song that could have played that would have made me feel good there. Was it on the ottoman or on the uh, the corner of your couch? I was. I Making ordered a, a new recliner online, and I was oh. building it, and I dropped it on my foot. Oh. That's not stubbing your toe. Yeah, stubbing That's dropping, dropping something, something on, on your, your foot. foot. Same thing. Not really. Yeah. Dropping something in your foot, you have a little bit of anticipation. Stubbing your toe, it comes out of nowhere, and you say, like, funky butt-loving out of nowhere. I wouldn't say that. I have a uh, – I make my bed every morning. No, you don't. I swear to you I do. No, you don't. I can give you my entire routine every morning. Julio doesn't believe me either, but it's the same routine every morning. But uh, there's these, like – What, are you in the military? That's what everyone says, but no, absolutely not. 
If I was in the military, that. I would, yeah, it's the I same can see that you're, I see your beard right now. What? Can I, can't have a beard in the military, right? They have to be clean shaven. I don't know. That's how you know I'm not in the military. I have no idea what military rules are, but I respect them. Praise be to them. Um, well, the first rule of the military is make your bed. Don't. So you know one of them. Okay. Um, but there's like these little like platforms in the middle of my bed. I know they're there. I know they're there. Mm-hmm. And I get the pinky on the right foot twice a week. Yeah. And luckily, there's enough space between my house and other houses yeah. that you can't. But I mean, it is the F word. You were the possible, like, you're, hard You're F. the rat in the maze that would uh, end up crashing their head too many times into the wall. I mean, I'll you, accept that. You wouldn't be able to find the cheese. That's fine. I still haven't found the cheese. Mm-hmm. But I know that I've found Arrowhead Pride Radio for three years in a row. Yeah. So far, the boss at Arrowhead Pride has And not, counting. Yeah. Who's to say we're not going to do it together next year? Who knows, man? Who knows? I might get way too famous. I really, really want to. Uh, anyways, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but uh, Buffalo Bills, man. Yeah. Right? The, the team before Cincinnati. The 13-second game, the AFC Championship game where Josh Allen showed his ass and started a fight in the middle of the field. And then here we are, a third time in a fourth year, and I want to bring this up, right? Chiefs are kind of playing the role of Cincinnati that Cincinnati played last year, right? Now, now, granted, Kansas City has not been to Buffalo since 1994, I believe, in the playoffs. And this is a team that's consistently had your number, um, always beaten you in the playoffs, can't beat them. 0-3 0-3 against them possibly in the playoffs if they lose again here. You got to think Buffalo is just dialed in for this matchup. I mean, I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't, but you got to think it from both sides of the field, right? Like, is there any sort of this Buffalo team will be different than the team that we saw on December 10th? Yeah, I know that Ron uh, was just on here with us, and he kind of alluded to the fact that the Chiefs are playing with house money, but I actually think Buffalo – is playing a little bit looser than they were last year. I think last year they had so much uh, expectation and they Mm -hmm. dominated all year and they had that weird scenario with DeMar Hamlin and it kind of got them off kilter and then all of a sudden they were just stunned in the postseason where everyone wrote them off this Mm -hmm. year in the middle of the year. I mean, they really did. We were saying that there's no way with their schedule that they make the postseason. And not only did they make the postseason, but they got the number two seed and won their division. And for a team that pretty much was dead to rights, they're suddenly in a great position to host the reigning champs for sure. But they're in their building, and I just don't think anyone, especially in the middle of the year, gave them any chance to be here. I mean, there was a period where, what were they, six and six? And we were talking about how Sean McDermott lost the building and he had these weird comparisons. and To Al-Qaeda. Yeah, to Al-Qaeda and all that. And they were a joke, really. They were a joke and dead. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly, no, I think it's all right in front of them. I, you know, I think there is a little bit of that on 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 both sides. I think a lot of people wrote the Chiefs off, a lot of people wrote the Bills off. But I just sense that they're going to be playing a little bit more loose than they did last year. I think it's different than last year. I mean, if any team has the expectations this year, it's Baltimore to me. Mm-hmm. And you were the team that looked the best. Uh, everyone was saying, why are they playing the rest of the games? It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Baltimore whooped the 49ers, and now suddenly I think they have a ton of pressure um, as they welcome in a spicy Houston Texans team. But, I, you know, I think whoever comes out of this game is going to feel uh, like they can do anything. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of how I feel about Buffalo. I think they'll be playing loose. It is weird how the narrative is different from both teams that have the same record, whereas the Chiefs are 11-6, Buffalo went 11-6. And 
I think it was Nick Wright that had some sort of similar narrative to this where it was like everybody's praising Buffalo. 610 alum, Nick Wright. Right, yeah. Sat in one of these two chairs a while back. But he said something that was crazy that caught my attention where Buffalo's 11 and 6. They, because I'm still, and I know this is a side conversation, like, do they really like storm or like steamroll to win that division? Or did Miami just like choke? A little bit of both. Yeah. Like a Miami just like, it's not like Miami's Buffalo, final three losses, right. right? Were Baltimore blown out. Yeah. Buffalo blew it. Kansas City blown out. All three contending teams, it basically showed that they are not welcome in this upper echelon. So a little bit of me is like, you know, did Buffalo really like steamroll through? I mean, I know one game they won, Josh Allen had 94 yards passing and then had a great quote where he said, I feel like the kid in the project that didn't do anything but got the A. So I look at that, but like Buffalo's 11 and six and people are all of a sudden, you know, I've, and I've heard voices and I've been kind of in there. They're like, maybe this is a team that you don't want to play. Maybe this is a team that's, you know, playing with house money, nothing to lose. It's this year, no year. And then the narrative with the Chiefs is, Mm-hmm. this team's down. This team is yeah. not the same Chiefs team anymore, but when you look at it, they're 11 and six. They won their division and they just steamrolled the Miami Dolphins who apparently had one of the best, if not the best offenses in the league. And they really, really deflated that offense to a, like a minimum, like one of 12 on third down, 158 total yards where they averaged 400 a game. Like, I don't know what side you, you lean on more when it comes to the narrative. Yeah. I just think the you know, I'm not trying to super defend the bills here, but right. I just think, they were, they were done. I mean, they were six and six entering their bye week, coming off a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. And granted, every game has not been steamrolling every team, but they found a way to do it against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I know that the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot with Kadarius Tony and blew that game. But I mean, the Bills would have got the ball back. Who knows what happens? Even if that that does stand, they rolled over the Cowboys thirty-one ten. Close call against the Chargers. I know a lot of people point to that. Close call. Uh, in a game with the New England Patriots, people point to that. But then they won a winner takes the two seed game against the Miami Dolphins, twenty-one to fourteen. Were able to get it done against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now all of a sudden, you know, I, granted it wasn't domination every single game, but they mm-hmm. they've won six games in a row, and they've been playing more or less in the playoffs, quote unquote, for six weeks running. They've had to win every game, and so they remind me a lot of the chiefs in their championship years where something changed and all of a sudden you became that team that would find ways to win when maybe you weren't supposed to. And the chiefs will be trying to curb that. I mean, I, they got to be playing with a lot of confidence right now. Again, they haven't lost since their week 13 bye week. And I think they have that on their side, but what Kansas city has on its side is the best defense, if not one of the best defenses in the league. And it's, can you handle Josh Allen, who I think is going to be playing uh, with a lot of steam here, and uh, they've proven they can handle anybody thus far. It's just got to continue on until Sunday. We talk about rivalries renewed. Obviously, Cincinnati, I think, would say the number one in the Kansas City mindset. But this seems like we're going like we're taking a we're going back a chapter and rereading it because this is Buffalo, Kansas City, Sean McDermott, Andy Reid, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, there's been some historic matches between these two, and now Buffalo finally gets it on their turf. Uh, I know that temperatures are, what, 25, going to feel like 18, whatever. It's not going to rain, snow, whatever. They're not going to postpone this game uh, for any reason. But no excuse game, right? This is the no excuse game for Buffalo. It's finally in your yard. You can finally do things you want to do. You finally get the Chiefs to come to your house. Patrick Mahomes' first game on the road in the playoffs. It doesn't count for a Super Bowl. Do you believe that this Chiefs offense is, is legit? I mean, we had Cincinnati game where it looked like 
you know, when they put those drives together, they use Isaiah Pacheco, it opened up Rasheed Rice, got Travis Kelsey ball again against Miami, opening drive, pass, pass, right out of the shoot, right? And then Kelsey gets a third down conversion, and then it was like yeah. the floodgates were open, and that offense seemed to be kicking. Now, again, you still said questions in the red zone, but again, Buffalo just beat a Pittsburgh team with Mason Rudolph and no TJ Watt, and the Chiefs beat a Miami Dolphins team. Yes, the temperatures were negative 30, but they had Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tagovailoa, Raheem Mostert, and Devon Achan. So again, where do you put this matchup going into Sunday? Yeah, I think the Chiefs have found a method to do enough offensively. I, you know, I, I think staring us right in the face is the middle of the Dolphins' defense was gone injury-wise. I mean, yeah. they signed three guys off the street. You know, they ended up losing uh, a lot of key players in the middle there. And you got into the red zone six times, and you were able to only score touchdowns twice. I just – I know what Miami did in the minus 30-degree weather uh, against Kansas City's defense. I tend to think Buffalo is going to have a little bit more success. Maybe that isn't 30 points, but maybe it's, you know, in the realm of 21 to 24. And, you know, can Kansas City score enough points to get it done? You know, I think they were fortunate to be within field goal range last game. Uh, but I think you still have to push through and, and score some more touchdowns, especially as you get to this round, because I think Buffalo's going to score. I think Baltimore's going to score. If you were able to make it past the AFC title game, I think whoever comes out of the NFC is going to be able to score. You're not going to be able to win a championship two of six in the red zone. You're not, mm. especially with all those injuries. And so approve uh, it, right? Just like anything else, right? You got to prove it this weekend. Uh, and it's not to say if Kansas City continues to lean into Rice, Pacheco, uh, and Kelsey, they can't score in the realm of 24, 28 points. But we got to mm. see it. We have to see it. Because th- the Miami Dolphins, with all those injuries, managed to keep themselves in the game. And then eventually Harrison Butker kicked enough field goals where it was okay. But I just don't think that method is going to be um, able to sustain as you get to these better and better teams as you go. Coming up at 7, it's that betting show with Alex Gold, the co-host of Cody and Gold from 10 to 2. Goldilocks. A lot of Goldilocks. A lot of Goldilocks, man. A lot of bets coming up for Those the divisional are round. Be just right. They're you know be, what I mean? They're going to be, yeah, they're going to be They're gonna be really good. Not too hot, not too cold. Very much so. But before we do that, we get to do Yo Pete, your Yo Arrowhead Pete. Pride mailbag on the other side for Blake, for Pete. I'm Dusty. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we're back here on Arrowhead Pride Radio with the gents in the house, Blake, Pete, and myself, Dusty Likens. Coming up next, Alex Gold for that betting show, but we do this every single week, every single week, because we simply have to get it simply too good. Uh, it's the Arrowhead Pride mailbag. Yo, Pete. 913-586-7610. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. Yo, Big Pete from the A16. Where is Patrick Mahomes' broken helmet? Can we get it for an auction, or will it be in the Chiefs or NFL Hall of Fame? Yo, Pete. Yeah, Patrick just talked about this today. He uh, is adamant that he gets the helmet back. I think it's currently with the training staff or whatever, but uh, he wants to keep that. I, I think he's probably going to put it somewhere in his house, but I'd imagine that he's going to get a call from the Pro Football Hall of Fame to get it in some kind of exhibit there at some point. I mean, I think I think that's where it eventually ends up. But right now, Pat just wants it. So 
Yeah. And as we've seen, you know, from Whataburger forward, typically in Kansas City, what Patrick wants, Patrick seems to to get. So I think he can get his own helmet, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume they're probably going to go test it in the in the lab and they'll be like, all right, you can have it back. Nothing's nothing for us. Right. Uh, from the 913, yo, Pete, I bought the Grim Reaper Mahomes shirt after the 13-second comeback in 2021. They would then go on to lose the Bengals the next day after I got it. Is the mojo restored, and can I rock it for the game on Sunday? Yo, Pete. Yeah, you can rock it. Wash it twice on cold. I think that this is the only time you could wear that shirt. I know a lot of people did the same thing and were disappointed mm-hmm. because it, it kind of lost a ton of necessary steam when they didn't win the Super Bowl afterward. Could have been a nickname that he had forever uh, if they had continued on, but didn't happen. But you can wear it this weekend. I think this is the only weekend that it would make sense. Looks Yo, like, go ahead. Looks like we got a, a shout-out request. Go ahead. From a 14-year-old listener. Let's Laura, go. Laura Lee? Am I, you think I'm pronouncing that right? Shout Laura out to Lorelai. L-E-I. Lorelai or Lorelai. 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 14-year-old listener. Man, we get them all. We get them all. We got Bryson, the 13-year-old. Lorelai, the 14-year-old. Um, and someone obviously knows that the uh, from the 75 that the helmet company is evaluating it. So uh, there you go. Uh, speaking of, yo, Pete, from the 913, if the Chiefs needed one other receiver to step up and make a big play when needed, besides Rice, who would you go with out of Watson, MVS, or McCole Hardman? From the 913, yo, Pete. Well, McCole Hardman downfield seems to be out of sync with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you would think Justin Watson, he seems to be who's the most trusted mm-hmm. last year. Marquez Valdez-Scanling had himself a hell of an AFC title game. So he can put in one more playoff performance like that. I think he would be forgiven. I don't think there's any scenario in which he comes back, but mm-hmm. maybe he's got one more game in him where he could be productive. That'd be there nice, you go. right? Mm-hmm. I hope. Finish up with a bang. He did catch a really big third down pass. I was like, start with baby steps, man. You caught that third right. down pass. I stood up. I applauded. Right. Had that Miller light. Cheers. Even said, Clyde, now get your ass out of the game. Clyde Edwards Alaire <laughs> proved this year toward the end that you can come back. Yep. Because he, he gained a lot of fans back. I, he had I a really good like. game in Buffalo the last time they played there. He did. Uh, he did. Yo, Pete from the 720. Yo, do you think the D should keep a spy on Josh Allen at all times instead of double teaming digs like they have in the past? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yo, Pete from the 720. Yeah, I think that's the, the plan uh, ahead. What Legereus Sneed has provided you know, for you here is is just an ultimate advantage of you being able to focus on other problems that you know opposing offenses might give you because you, you don't have to worry about that number one pass catcher uh, as much as you would have if you didn't have Snead on the team. And so Josh Allen is going to try to run, and that is something that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so you just can't let him have the 55, 56-yarder that Pittsburgh allowed You know, with the touchdown. He he can go all the way, and so you know you got to watch him all game, yeah. Yo, Pete, this is G-Baby, and I'm not sure if I heard you right when you was on with CDOT. Did you change your pick, or are you still riding with the Buffalo Bills? Because if so, we can't be friends until next <laughs> yeah. year. Yo, Pete, 913 from G-Baby. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm always honest here. I, I think you got a coin flip on your hands Woo! here. I think you play this oh, game. Oh, we got a two-face game. Yeah, I think you play this game ten times. The Bills win five. The Chiefs win five. And so uh, probably leaning a little bit closer to Buffalo just because they're home. But mm-hmm. I, I think this is as evenly matched as it gets. If you're not a fan of either team, I think you're going to really enjoy this game because I, I think it, it has classic written on it. Seems like a cigarette type of game. Like after it's over, you're going to be like, yeah. <sighs> right. Either, either Christmas. Way, either <laughs> way, you're going to be very happy and relieved right. or, or uh, extremely upset and uh, stressed. So either Yo, way, Pete. either way, that calls for a cigarette, right? Right, Dusty? That's right. Yo, Pete from the 816. What's your dog's name? Question mark. Is that too much information? 
No, I'll, I'll provide the dog's name. It is uh, Sullivan. Sullivan. Like from Sully. Monsters Incorporated? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, Have you ever seen the movie? He goes by Sully. That's what he goes by in Monsters Incorporated. Yeah, I guess so then. Yeah. Mike and Sully. Mike Wazowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've never seen it, have you? No, I've seen it. No, you haven't. Yeah, it's been a while. Have you seen Monsters University? Yeah, love okay. it. I love Great it. Yeah. Love Monsters Inc. Always watching was asking. Uh, Dan and Casey K chimes in. Yo, Pete, Kelsey should have a good game. Bills linebackers and Pacheco should have a thriving moment on there for Isaiah Pacheco over the ground and pound. Chiefs D Bills. It's not a question. Should be a great game. I don't know. He says it's basically an answer. Well, you know, thanks for your your weighing in, Dan. Dan great, and Casey K. Great to hear from you. Yeah. Usual. And they, uh, uh, she has sent you uh, the pronunciation of her name. Lorelai. 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 It's all caps, too. Shout oh, out to Lorelai. Uh, from the 913. Hi, Pete. Yeah. You consider getting a cat? We have two cats. We're, oh, my God. What are you, Dr. Doolittle? We're petted out. You got out. a fish, too, and a rabbit? No. Dog and two cats, that's enough. Oof. My uh, girlfriend slash roommate checks the KC Pet Project all the time. Perfect. Great place. What a saint. But we're maxed out. Uh, there's, you know, we have no more room in the inn. Well, that's how that's how it is right now. That's the area pride mailbag for you. Find Pete. some uh, wise men. You know what I mean? Yep. I hope we have another. Uh, do you do the litter boxes or does she? We. She does it mostly. <sighs> we do. So I do it. I do do it sometimes. Ugh. It's you tough. do do it. Yep. Mm. It is. Uh, it's not a. It's not a. It's Good like job. making little rice cakes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's on the dinner menu tonight? What's going on the rest of the time for uh, Airhead Pride Radio until Sunday? Yeah, I think we're eating tacos again, and uh, nice. we will keep you updated with the injuries. We know about the injuries for um, for Buffalo, uh, and they're worth monitoring because no matter what, I mean, I could say this with a, uh absolute certainty here, Buffalo mm-hmm. is going to be missing a key piece or two at least, and so we'll keep you updated at Arrowhead Pride, the usual. Uh, we'll have the coordinators tomorrow and – our Ron Kopp, who you heard earlier, thank you to him. He'll have his five things to watch coming at the end of the mm. week. But should be fun. I want to add, if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. Good bang, stuff. Bang, bang. Hanging um, out there in the premium world, if, you, if you're interested in that. All right. That's Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, the chief editor at Arrowhead Pride. Blake, thanks for all your work. Thanks to Ron Kopp, Jr., the lead film analyst, for joining the show. Coming up next, it's Alex Gold's That Betting Show, The Goldie Locks, and all the good stuff uh, kudos, moving forward. And kudos to you, Dustin. What's up? Just in the... Dating part of your life right now. Heating <laughs> up. I'd like to hear it. You can't keep me down forever. I'm Dusty Like it. That's Pete Sweeney. Alex Gold on the other side. Listen to 610 Sports Radio. Have a good night, kids. Today, I love you.